The Orlando Magic are getting the band back together. Hope everyone had a happy 4th of July and Independence Day. We're going to talk about the Magic's decision to bring back Mo Bamba, to bring back Gary Harris, to bring back Bull Bull, and what comes next for the Orlando Magic this offseason. It's time for a Tuesday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 5th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we are going to recap all that the Orlando Magic have done this offseason re signing Mo Bamba, re signing Gary Harris, and re signing Bull Bull. We'll get to all that, plus what might be next on the horizon for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So the last time we spoke here, uh, first, I hope everyone had a very happy 4th of July, had a great holiday weekend. I know I had a good holiday weekend. It's also my birthday weekend, um, but um, had a really good good weekend. And obviously, we're getting set for Summer League. We're going to dive into Summer League more in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, talk about uh, what we've heard from Paolo Bancaro and, and some of the other storylines to watch uh, over the next week as Orlando heads to Las Vegas. But uh, the, I wanted, the last time we spoke... Was right as the free agency gun was going off. We did our live show, um, and so we only really got to talk about the Magic bringing back Mo Bamba on a reported two-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. Shortly after that, the Orlando Magic announced that they'd signed Gary Harris to an extension, a reported two-year, twenty-six million dollar deal. And then on Friday, the Orlando Magic reportedly agreed to terms on a two-year deal to bring Bull Bull back to the team. What essentially all of this means is the Orlando Magic are getting the band back together. The Orlando Magic will have virtually the same roster that they had last year. That's that's what all this means. Um, there is strength and continuity, uh, or allegedly strength and continuity. We'll talk about that coming up here. But that's what the Magic have done this offseason. They have brought everybody back. They're just going to run this thing back. And while that is maybe not 100% really the case here, um, it's undeniably true. The way that the, ma- the, the, the team that the Magic are next year is going to look like the same team as last year. Now, obviously, there are going to be changes. You're adding Paolo Bancaro into the mix. Uh, you're hoping that players like Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Markel Fultz take a step up. Uh, take a step forward in their developments as young players. Um, you know, again, you could go down the whole roster and find guys like that. You're hoping that you'll get Jonathan Isaac back fully healthy. It's not exactly the same team, but it is. The roles are going to be virtually the same. 
You're going to insert Isaac maybe into that rotation. You're going to add Paolo Bancaro, the only guy that the Magic have lost from last season, at least as we sit here today, is Robin Lopez, who played sparingly uh, you know, for the Magic last season. Essentially, this is what you would expect a team to do if they were winning. Now, again, I, I say this all the time. I know I've said this on this podcast. Um, if you're not getting ahead, you're falling behind in this league. And for a 22-win team to bring back the exact same roster, that's incredibly risky. I know I've said it here. I know a lot of Magic fans feel it too. The big criticism of Jeff Weltman has been his inability to kind of shift and shape the roster. It's been his willingness to stick with who this team is or, or the players that he has. His inability to take steps forward, to, 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 to find deals, to change this team. Except for the big teardown deal, except for Markel Fultz, essentially everything Weltman's done has been to just kind of double down on the roster that he has. But I would say this. This time it feels a little bit different. This time it doesn't quite feel like this is the case. That the Magic are simply going with continuity for continuity's sake. To, to maintain players for some mythical trade down the road. Although I think that's certainly in play here. To me, what this signifies is that the Magic really believe in what they're doing and in the culture that they're building. They believe in it so much that A, Mo Bamba wants to stay here, stay here and do it, and B, a veteran like Gary Harris wants to stay here and be a part of it. To me, unlike the time when the Magic brought back Aaron Gordon and brought back Nikola Vucevic and brought back Evan Fournier uh, after the Magic made the playoffs in 2019 and again in 2020, unlike those times, it isn't because the Magic are boxed in and they have all these large contracts. To me, it's because the Magic truly believe and the players truly believe in what they're doing. At this early stage of the Magic's rebuild, this is confidence and faith in what the Magic are ultimately doing and the direction the Magic are going. They are doubling down on what they felt went right last season. And look, we look back at last season and certainly we believe there are good memories and there are good things about last season. We're really encouraged by the kind of culture and atmosphere that Jamal Mosley has created. And obviously, now the next step is trying to figure out how to turn that atmosphere into wins, into victories, into a, a way for this team to grow and develop and move forward so that we're not just talking about lottery picks. We don't want lottery picks, you know, get, that we'll take them if they, they come to us, but we want the Bulls pick to be the better pick next year. Let's, 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 let's just throw that out there. I don't think that'll be the case, but that's what the Magic want. That's what the Magic are ultimately aiming for. There's still a lot of work to get there, though. And the Magic are banking on the players that they have to continue that progress, to get them there. As I've said on this podcast before, as I've said sitting here before, this upcoming season is very much about taking a step forward. 
The Magic cannot be a 20-win team and cannot be at the bottom of the standings again. They got to start showing that they can win. And this season is about sorting out the roster and figuring out who this team is going to keep and who this team is going to move on from. What is the actual parameters? What is this team actually going to look like? When they're ready to compete, and when they're ready to compete is now, who's actually going to help this team win? That's the important question for the Magic this this season. And when the Magic looked at what is a very bear market, when the Magic looked at the potentials perhaps to make trades, perhaps they saw no better option than to bring their guys back. Or no better option perhaps that they really believed in. Because they don't want to mess up their culture. They don't want to mess things up. But... Having said that, Orlando is going to have to make changes. This roster, unless everybody hits, is not good enough. We know that. And certainly, there are big salaries to come. Franz Wagner becomes a free agent eventually. Cole Anthony will become a free agent eventually. Jumo Kiki will become a free agent eventually. Markel Fultz will be a free agent again pretty soon. The Magic have to start making decisions. And so they've deferred those decisions. Give the Magic credit. They signed only two-year deals. What happens in two years? Markel uh, Markel Fultz becomes a free agent. Cole Anthony becomes a free agent. So in the summer of 2024, it's a big summer. The Magic have made the summer of 2024 their summer. And now with Mo Bamba and Gary Harris's contracts, and the details of those contracts are not clear. There's rumors that there might be team options on those deals. They have flexibility to make moves. If the Magic start to look a whole lot better, they'll be able to make the moves to get a lot better. And at least in that respect, this offseason was a successful one. It's secured the Magic in every position they needed. It's solidified them with with players that they trust and, and players that they know and players that they know are part of this culture and this organization they're trying to build. But players, they can also move and get out of easily if things do go south. One of Jeff Weltman's goals entering this offseason was to maintain flexibility. And he has certainly done that. But at the end of the day, when we look at this thing, when we look at this team, the Magic have brought everyone back. There is no other way to describe it. Everyone is back from last season except for Robin Lopez, RIP Robin Lopez. Everyone is back. And whether that's going to lead to success or not is certainly a question. The other point to bring up before we kind of dive individually into what what the Magic did is that this roster's full. The Magic's offseason is indeed done. They have 15 players under contract, Admiral Schofield on a two-way qualifying offer, Devin Kennedy is one of those 15 players on a non-guaranteed deal. Caleb Houston is unsigned and honestly at this point looks possible to be deferred depending on how he plays perhaps in Summer League. Would not surprise me if the Magic keep him in Lakeland for the year. And that's your Orlando Magic. That is your 2022-2023 Orlando Magic. 
So what can the Magic expect from Gary Harris and from Mo Bamba? Was bringing Mo Bamba back the right decision? We're going to dive into some of those questions coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Arcade One Up. We have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, they've made it bigger than ever with a Shaq edition machine. That's right, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Shaquille O'Neal, the best version of Shaquille O'Neal, don't at me. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. It is still the best basketball video game. Every time I see it in the arcade, I have to go pump some quarters into it and play it. It's It, it just calls to me. Uh, it is... You know, I love NBA 2K, but NBA Jam is the quintessential basketball video game experience, and it's you're never going to get it back. The first time you jump clear across the court, the first time you get on fire, there is nothing like it. So shit, so make sure you have your copy in your man cave, share it with your kids. Make sure the children know what a real basketball game looks like, or at least a real arcade game looks like. NBA Jam was one of the first games to ever feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. It's true arcade style. If you've never played it, and and I don't know how you haven't, two-on-two basketball with wild jumps. The ball Again, the net's going on fire and everything that you could want from a video game. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade 1UP is the place for fun. They've got more classic arcade games like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter. That's coming up on Friday to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Every day, remember, you can check out Great podcasts throughout the whole network. Find your team, besides your Atlanta Magic, of course, uh, across NBA, MLB, NHL, and College 2. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So let's slow down and, and break down what the Magic are getting as they bring back their guys. Now, look, most of the time when you're do, dealing with free agency, you're, you're excited about the new guys. And obviously, we're super excited about Paolo Bancaro, the, the, the newest player on the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk more about him tomorrow as we begin to preview Summer League. Uh, but the Magic brought everyone back. Like I said, they're, they're getting the band back together. And the question that's going to kind of haunt this team through the course of this early season, or through the course of the offseason now, through the course of training camp, uh, is was this the right decision? Was it the right decision to just bring everyone back? Should the Magic have been more aggressive with trade? Should the Magic have expended some capital? And look, um, you know, I kind of noted this early on in, in, in our in our free agency uh, 
show before I, before you know all the moves started coming in fast and furious, and, and the Mo Bamba one was the biggest domino to fall. Like I've been saying, backup center was my biggest concern. I, I like the idea of bringing Isaiah Hartenstein. I think he would. I think he works better in that dribble handoff game that the Magic like to run. He's developing as a three point shooter. He's a much much better kind of interior defender. Um, I, I really like that idea, but obviously he ended up signing with the New York Knicks for much less, uh, for a little bit less. I think it was what, sixteen million dollars, sixteen million dollars total. Um, it, it just wasn't meant to be, or or perhaps there was some reporting that was too far ahead. Um, it, it certainly felt like the Magic agreed to terms very very quickly with Mo. Like this was the this was the guy they were after all along, or this there was some understanding and agreement. Um, for the Magic to to keep Mo Bamba. I don't hate this deal. I was expecting a deal kind of in this range if the Magic were going to retain him. I do like that they didn't let it get to a restricted free agent. They took care of their guy. It's a, a big thing. It, it may not feel like a big thing, but signaling to agents and signaling to the rest of the league that, hey, if we want you, we're going to take care of you. We're not going to send you out to a restricted free agent. They did that with Markel Fultz. They did that with Wendell Carter. They did that with... Jonathan Isaac, and yes, Mo got to the end of the season. He had a prove-it year. He proved enough that the Magic wanted to keep him. Uh, and, and even in the face of the Magic not offering him the qualifying offer, there were clear. there's clear reporting that the Magic were interested uh, in bringing him back. Uh, and, you know, maybe we jumped the gun in, in, in kind of writing his eulogy with the time with the Magic, um, but certainly there was always that possibility. Now, I would say this, look, I like Mo. Um, he's a good dude. I think he's good for the locker room. I, I think that he does a lot of really interesting things. He is still so much about potential and so much about opportunity that that this hasn't come together yet. Um, I, I do think it, he would have benefited, and I think it would have been better for him to go look somewhere else, to, to kind of get a different perspective and a different set of eyes and a different kind of system and a different, um, you know, kind of different environment for him. Having said that, he really succeeded in Jamal Mosley's uh, system. Um, you know, he really succeeded on Jamal Mosley. I think he likes Mosley. Mosley certainly a guy that's going to give him that attention. And Bamba, you know, has a clear role here for the Orlando Magic. He has a clear place that he can play, and I think that's really important for a young player like Mo. H- having said that, you know. I kind of feared when I looked at this free agent market that there was simply not going to be a better option than Mo Bamba. Once Hartenstein went off the board, it became really hard to find the right backup center. Um, I have my ideas for trades. Um, You know, I pitched a few of them on here, um, but it was going to be hard to find someone that kind of fit what the Magic were doing, would be committed to what the Magic were doing. And I think that's a big thing. The Magic want guys who are committed. They don't want to go out and get a, a random veteran who's not going to come in and be kind of committed to it. I think, honestly, that's one of the big reasons why Gary Harris ultimately stayed, or why they ultimately wanted to keep Gary Harris in the way that they did. Um, and, and, you know, credit to Gary Harris. It, it really sounded like there were a lot of teams expecting the Magic to buy out Gary Harris after last year's trade deadline. It really sounded like all of last season... Uh, especially after that, after the deadline, that Gary Harris didn't want to leave, that he really liked it here, that he wanted to kind of see things through. And that's, uh, again, all this is about the, the culture the Magic are building and the fact that guys who are here 
want to stay here. They want to see this through. They want to help continue building it. And to get a veteran like Gary Harris, you know, I, I know his season last year wasn't, you know, you know, super duper good. Uh, it was good though. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was a bounce back year. He kind of proved himself that he could get back into into playing shape and into no, not playing shape, but into kind of into uh, where his team needed needed him to be or, or back to where he was in Denver. He proved his health, um, and I think he could have gone to a playoff team. He probably couldn't have gotten the same amount of money that he got in Orlando, but I think he could have gone to a playoff team and. And found a lot of success. And I think a lot of playoff teams would have been knocking on his door if that opened up. Obviously, he signed an extension. So so he didn't, you know, I think he maybe dipped into both worlds and, and was able to negotiate, to talk a little bit with some other teams before um, before he ended up signing the extension. But the Magic have already announced that he's back. He signed a, two, a reported two-year $26 million extension. Again, that's probably more than a lot of teams could pay, but I don't think it's a terrible number. Uh, for Gary Harrison, and I think the Magic did really good here, and it does sound like there are some protections, um, perhaps a non-guarantee next year. He is immediately eligible to be traded if the Magic do find something that they like. They obviously have Terrence Ross that they can move as well. So, you know, the door isn't completely closed, but it, it really just felt like Harris was bought into what this team is doing, and it's the same for Bamba. Bamba was really bought into what this team was doing, and I think the Magic ultimately valued that over going out into the unknown, uh, over kind of being missing on their guys or, or swinging too big and not not getting it. Um, you know, I think Jeff Waltman's caution, I think, is fair to criticize. Um, I'm a cautious guy too. I I, I I don't necessarily disagree with what Waltman's done here, um, but I think the caution is fair to criticize. But by the same token, I think we're at a stage for the Magic where they're still figuring out what they have, and they're still figuring out what they need and, and how they want to build. Again, I, I said this last year was about kind of creating the outline for who the Magic are going to be. This year is about, okay, let's really figure out who's staying, who's going, and what we need to build. And that's going to make the Magic more aggressive. Once they have that clarity of what they're trying to build and who they're trying to be and what they need, that's going to give them the clarity to go out and make the more aggressive moves. This year was more still about setting the table and the Magic didn't kill themselves with contracts. My big fear with Mo Bamba was that they would have to give a four-year contract to keep him. Um, getting him on a two-year deal, to me, that is a steal. To me, that is doing your work. Uh, I thought that the Magic might end up signing Bamba to the qualifying offer throughout the course of the season, and that was more as a way to just kick the can down the road. It's not that Orlando's kicked the can down the road here, um, but... They've, allowed, they've given themselves the nimbleness to go make moves and to make changes and to make those big moves when the time comes. The time is not now. And I think that's the really important point. The Magic understand the time is right now. Right now, the Magic want to be focused more on their culture and what they're building. And that's why they brought Gary Harrison and Mo Bamba back. That's why those two players were priorities very clearly uh, and the Magic were able to bring them back very, very quickly. There was one signing that the Magic have reportedly made that I think caught it caught me by surprise a little bit, but it's really kind of their big swing, even if it was a very low risk. We're going to talk about whether the Magic can, fi- can finally unlock Bull Bull coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty uh, 
protein bars. Comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a delicious, deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. I love the puff bars. I have the birthday cake puffs bar still uh, from the pack that the pack that I got uh, back a while ago. It is so good. I actually ate it instead of birthday cake for my birthday this year because it was so delicious. Stop drooling and listen, though. These bars are good for you. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going to go fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for, for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code Locked 15 for 15% off your order. So one of the big questions that I get, that I've been getting throughout the course of the off season, um, and actually a question that I got Sunday uh, as I was getting back from uh, from uh, summer league practice with the Orlando Magic, is well, what about Bull Bull? And uh, you know, I will sit here and admit I have not really thought about Bull Bull that much. Um, fair or not, I have not been uh, uh, someone who's considered Bull Bull a piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, obviously a really interesting ta- talent, a really interesting player. I remember watching him a little bit at Oregon in the few games that he played there uh, and, and seeing like, okay, there there is something there. And, and we all remember what he did in the bubble for the Denver Nuggets. He, he is certainly a fascination. I play NBA 2K. My team, all the, you know, Bo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, and Bull Bull are like the three, are the, like the triumvirate of God. If I'm facing those guys in the video game, I'm not happy. It's going to be a tough, a tough day. Uh, Boban Marjanovic, also also one of those. That guy is just impossible to guard. Um, but the idea of Bull Bull was always greater than the reality. Um, and, and, and I was just as confused as everyone by what the Magic did, the trade deadline to acquire him. Um, it, it would make sense that they acquired him with the intention of keeping him and just kind of having an idea and an understanding of what he is. And obviously he fits the type for the Orlando Magic as far as their their love of dudes with length and versatility and, and centers who don't play like centers. But we're three years into the Bowl Bowl experience in the NBA, and it's been disappointing to say the least. Uh, and the Magic are certainly the ones trying to sort of resurrect. Resurrect's probably not the right, right, right phrasing, but the Magic are now the ones trying to see what they can get out of him. Again, they acquired him at the trade deadline. There's probably, that was probably the biggest clue that they had some intention 
to keep him and some intention to re-sign him. And, 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 you know, with all the injuries the Magic have faced, with the limited roster space the Magic had, I, I frankly just didn't think that that was an option. To say the least, the Magic didn't end up re-signing him, reportedly to a two-year deal. It's not clear the terms of that deal. I can't imagine it's much more than the minimum. Um, in this low-risk, big swing that the Magic have taken. Look, we all saw what Bol Bol did in the bubble. He is a he can be a fantastic shot blocker. He can be a fantastic shooter. He can have you know I don't think he's as mobile as some of these other unicorn bigs, but he has that potential. His career has been defined by injuries, from the foot injury he suffered at Oregon to all the injuries he's had with the Denver Nuggets, including the one that kept him from getting traded to the Detroit Pistons last year. Eventually, he was traded to the Boston Celtics and then eventually from Boston to Orlando. It is, obviously, a difficult thing to see. It is a difficult thing to watch. It's a difficult thing to figure out and try to understand what the Magic can get from him. What the Magic could possibly get from him because nobody really knows. He is as clean a slate as anyone. But obviously, the potential is there. There's a reason why, heading into Oregon, he was one of the top picks, one of the top prospects in the NBA draft. He eventually fell to the second round because he looked kind of stiff in college games and had the injuries, had foot injuries. For a guy his size, that's tough to overcome. That's tough to recover from. But Bull Bull has that potential. There's that word again, just like with Mo Bamba. He has that potential. And trying to get him healthy, trying to figure out what he can do, this is the grand experiment for the Orlando Magic. And at this point, I wouldn't expect Bowl to be in the rotation. At this point, Bowl is a rehab project. And again, with Jonathan Isaac already on the roster, I, just, I, I don't necessarily feel that's the right use of that resource. I'd, I'd rather see Caleb Houston in that spot. Right now, Caleb Houston's future with the team is in flux. It's not clear whether he'll sign a two-way contract. It's not clear whether he'll get a standard contract and someone will have to get cut. It's not clear if he's going to end up deferring a year and playing in Lakeland. It does sound like he may get a standard contract, but he hasn't signed it yet, and we're already seeing the team out in Vegas. And so the Magic are, I wouldn't say fully invested, but... The Magic are invested in Bull Bull. They're going to give him the chance. The chance to be healthy, first and foremost. The chance to play. And that is... That is the trickiest thing to figure out. That is the trickiest thing to look at. That is the trickiest thing for this team and for Bull to, to get. This is the grand experiment. The truly positionless seven-footer. The guy who can shoot threes and block shots. But you still don't really know where he can defend because he's not strong enough to play centers and he's not quick enough to defend wings. It is an experiment, without a doubt. One that potentially could yield some fantastic results, but one that could also be pretty meaningless and a pretty low risk at the end. 
that's the Magic's offseason. And we're heading into Summer League, ready to see what this team can do. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on, find us on, find me on Twitter at philipr underscore md. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done with us, go make your second listen Locked On NBA. Get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with the Locked On NBA podcast. The Locked On NBA, Locked On NBA is your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. And obviously, there's always a lot going on in the NBA. We're getting ready for Summer League. We're going to talk more about Summer League, about what's on the line for Paolo Bancaro, what's on the line for RJ Hampton, a little bit about Devin Kennedy as well. We'll get into all that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic as we get ready for Thursday's big game against the Houston Rockets. But until then, for Orlando Magic, to Orlando Magic, this is the Orlando Magic. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On.